Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Okay, we've got, I'm so excited to have you <laughs> back. Oh, we got Lacey, part of Pillow. Yep. Um, missed you. Yeah, we are just a few months. Yeah, it's more, it feels like a long time. I mean, you've been back for a while, but we haven't been able to get you on a podcast. So right. we're back. I pitched an article idea to you that we're going to talk about today. This one's from the Sherm Magazine. Uh, edition was in spring 2019, so it's fresh. This this question that's posed, and I think they, this is a series where they do a p- point and counterpoint. Mm-hmm. So one person's for this question and one person's against it. Should HR professionals be required to work in the office full time? And I I wanted to talk about this because obviously we are in the HR industry. We're, we're consultants and we have a lot to say about whether or not HR should be there. But I think philosophically, I think a lot of em- employers are just asking this question in general about a lot of their employees. So I think we can kind of frame it up in two ways. One being, should HR people be allowed to be in the, or do they need to be in the office or not? Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could talk about some of the other uh, employees and talk about some, sure. some things Remote there. Work. Right. So let me first like outline some of the ideas from this article Mm-hmm. And then let's, I'll have you jump in and, and I want to hear what opinions. you think. <laughs> How about I start with, I'll start with the, um, the point of yes, HR needs to be in the office and, and I want to hear your response. Okay. So this person, uh, David Epstein basically says, yes, HR needs to be in the office full time. And the reason why is because they need to be breaking down silos and communicating across all the teams. So they need to be there to, to do that. They uh, need to work with key executives on a regular basis for strategy. So, and they need to be present for that. They Agreed. can't do it remotely. Right. They need to support employees on a regular basis, probably employee relations, maybe paperwork, uh, whatever UHR people do. <laughs> 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 and then uh, supporting managers and preparing them. He made the point of like preparing for the next generation of workers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a decent point. So, those points alone are those those good enough reasons to be in the office 100 percent of the time i don't think so i can <laughs> i can think of a like a counter to each of those i think the workplace has changed so when you say like in the office it doesn't have to be physical anymore our our offices you know we have employees that work remote we have companies i have a ton of clients that have multiple locations yeah. so are they going to put an hr person at every single location not necessarily that's a yeah it's a good point cuz this would almost assume like oh it's just a one location business maybe small organization right right yeah. so i think just the the definition of workplace now has changed and employee expectations have changed in terms of how they want to be communicated to. And so for those reasons, and probably a lot more that we can talk about, I just don't think that it has to be a sort of butts in the seats kind of job now. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with the counterpoint now. um, And then we'll jump back to to both and let here, we'll talk about what we think. 
so this the counterpoints by Jennifer Payne and I I be I want to preface this by saying I thought her angle was a little interesting because it was like the selfish needs of the person versus the business. So yeah. I, I don't know if I love the way it was framed up, but I think the, the points are decent enough. Uh, so the case for HR telecommuting, essentially, no stress for uh, the person for commuting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Better work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I can say no to that. Uh, reduce financial burden. So that was like the one that I actually thought was an employer-focused one. Actually, her point's... No, it's, it's saving money on gas for commuting and other other there things. There could be an employer benefit, yeah, totally, right? Totally. No, I'm, no I'm, office space. I'm, I know I'm giving her a hard time here. Uh, greater productivity. I, I think it depends on that, the person there because I've had I've yeah. had employees where I've said you can work from home and they've said yeah. I actually can't get anything done because yeah. all I'm thinking about is the laundry, laundry and, and yeah, yeah yeah so totally totally so let's see the last point was. Nowadays, you can be accessible through so many different channels. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, David on the point side, uh, he had, he had talked about like, oh, you need to be present to to talk with executives and employees. And and her counterpoint, which is probably the best argument in all of this, is that now the tools available, you can do a face to face with a video chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Slack and Microsoft Teams and all these other tools to do instant right. messaging and whatnot. So, you could do your job essentially remote. Okay, so those are the points and counterpoints. Where do you stand on all this? I I mean, I think we, Zenium, has proven over and over again, and our clients, I know, would say this, that you don't have to be physically there to be able to, to make an impact. Yeah, to be effective. Right. Yeah. So I think there are a handful of tasks that we would tell a, a company that we work with that have to be done you know, physically in person. So... Things like really sensitive employee relations issues where, you know, paying attention to body language um, is important. But I think on the other side of that, you could say, well, couldn't you use video for that? Things like separations. I've done those over Skype because an employee works remotely in another yeah. state. It's awkward. It's it's really over, awkward. Over yeah, video? for Yeah, for, for yeah. me, for the manager, for the employee. But yeah. when there isn't another way around it. Yeah. It's better than over the phone. Forgive me if I've made this analogy before or made a comparison of it like uh, with the Up in the Air movie with George oh Clooney goodness. and Anna Kendrick. Flying in. Yeah. Flying in. Yeah. They're flying turn in people. to do it, but like then they started trying to make it efficient and then they start doing the video stuff. And it's awful. Oh, it's, it's awful. It it's, is. It's awful. They're on people the other side often of the screen. compare us to, I feel like they think we're, oh, we're yeah. like that. Just, well, we don't go in and just no. yeah, fire people all the time. No. That's very rare occasions. But right. of course, that's part of the people process right. is when we have to do that. But. but we can be, I think you can be strategic even even remotely. I think there's a, just so much value in sitting shoulder to shoulder with somebody when it's a really tough situation or when you're brainstorming and, and trying to come up with new ideas and, and new ways to do things. But mm-hmm. um, I just see so much value in the benefits that she talks about in the article. And it's true. It's for the the person. I don't... I can't really think of a, a business reason to say our HR person is going to be remote. The value in outsourcing yeah. so you've got depth of resources and yep. you have a team is different to me than having an uh, one one uh, person HR department working from home. Yeah. So I think maybe my mindset is coming from 
Of course it works. We we do it all oh, the totally. time. Yeah. I, I I what I love about these these point and counterpoint arguments is that it's it's a polarized argument, but the answer always lies somewhere in the middle. That's how HR is. It's always in I, the middle and I it always depends. It. I love it always depends. I, I think that our model, like to your point, uh, is a good one because like even if you need ongoing like daily interactions with people or there's lots of paperwork or, or you need to to hire and fire or mm-hmm. be there all the time that's where we've we've actually come to the solution of like having uh, where we augment right mm-hmm. there's somebody there mm-hmm. in the workplace uh, whether it's their employee or we hire and we wrap around our own person that's doing administrative hr mm-hmm. and then we're augmenting having a strategy person like you an hr business partner who has a direct line to to the CEO or the president or whoever you're 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 reporting to, and then you're also working with that person. They report to you, mm-hmm. the the administrative HR person. So you get the best of both worlds. I think when you you have the daily stuff that you need to handle, but then you have strategy when you need it, mm-hmm. right? And I think when you when you consider like okay, if it's just all in house HR, again, I think the answer is it's it's somewhere in the middle because you know you don't need to be there 100% of the time because inevitably you're still working on projects. You're still doing things that, with your head down. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I go back to a book I read years ago and one I interviewed the author on the podcast, The Results-Oriented Workplace. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how, you know, if you have an appointment with somebody, that's one thing. Like if you need to be there in person, okay, schedule it, mm-hmm. right? It, so scheduling time at home working at home on Mm -hmm. your projects and whatever you're doing and then schedule time in the office with the executives of the people. Like I would treat it the same way. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it could be a hundred percent remote. That's just my personal opinion. I don't either. I I think there are some things that really should be handled in person, but, but then I think about exceptions to that because I, I have a client that has employees all over the globe. Um, so they have a global workforce Mm -hmm. and their HR person is in one country and employees are everywhere else and they make it work and it's functional and they take advantage of technology and they're really careful with their time. And I mean, you can imagine people are saying it's challenging when everybody's in the same city, but working remote, think about different time zones. And so, but they've, they've managed to, to do it. And there's, um, I think there are strategies so that you could still be effective. You're talking about uh, Annika, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So I got to have her on the podcast. I think that would be a, a fun topic to just talk about a distributed workforce mm-hmm. and talk about how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are challenges to it. Shout out to, to you, it. Annika. I know <laughs> you're probably listening at some point, yeah. but that I don't have firsthand experience in that. You've obviously worked w- with them and their organization, but I know a lot of organizations are doing it. I just, mm-hmm. I've never seen it firsthand how it could work. So part of me believes, yeah, it could work. Um, and I, we know it can, mm-hmm. but how do you do it? Yeah. I think it's the how that I I think a lot of people struggle with. And that's mm-hmm. why the, there's this point and counterpoint argument. Yeah. I think it's, you know what it, it, it comes down to, at least for me, what I see them doing and other companies doing is you have to take more time and you have to be really thoughtful. Yeah. So it can't be the quick going to stop in your office. It might mean s- scheduling meetings instead of sort of doing the ad hoc yeah. drop-ins. And I think Mm -hmm. when you're communicating big company um, decisions or changes, the change management part of that process is just super critical when people are not in the same room and you're able to kind of get the vibe from them. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what, what tools would be the best to use in a, in a, if everybody's distributed, Mm -hmm. you know, if 
especially for the HR person, because they, they seemingly would have a lot of personal interactions. So is it all instant messaging? Is it email? I think it's, is yeah, it... it's probably, it's a combo of, of all of that. I think there's project management tools that need to be used when you're in a, in a workforce where there's a lot of collaboration and people are working together. The instant messaging is something that I've seen. Having video available for, mm-hmm. for folks is important. And also making time to get together. So one of the things that Annika's team does is these uh, retreats. I, I'm not sure if that's the word that they use, but where they all go to the same city and it probably is different, you know, depending on where they decide they want to go, but they get together, I think it's a few times a year, so that there is FaceTime, so that they can collaborate. And it's obviously a huge investment from the company to do that because you're flying people around and putting them up in, in hotels, but the value that you get out of that. But again, you're being really thoughtful about how are we going to use that time because yeah. there's a lot of money sitting in that room. 100%. In fact, we have a podcast coming out soon. I don't know if this one's going to publish before the other one or vice versa, but meeting sucks is the <laughs> the book that i had interviewed the author cameron harold on on it and he talks about that he do, he basically does an analysis of like okay if everybody makes like 70 grand and you're in there for one or two hours like mm-hmm. how much money you have basically if you if you run a, a really crappy meeting how much money's wasted right there right so i i think being being remote would force you to be more thoughtful about how you're using your time. And I, I think that's why I really like it. Me too. Is you don't waste time with a water cooler. As much as we need that culture stuff, I I, I do think you'd be missing that piece. But but I think people can wasted. use chat to oh, do that. I mean, we're I mean we're seeing we, some we're, of that here. We're, we're sending yeah. gifts to each other the yeah, other day on yeah. Microsoft Teams. So yeah, there's, there's a, a way, way to... to to do it and mm-hmm. still have fun or whatever. And right. you could text each other, whatever it may be, to still keep the culture intact. Yeah. But um, I th- I think it's a good thing. But of course, the answer is always it depends, right? Because I think it depends on the organization. Like if everybody in the organization, they're on the manufacturing floor. Is it fair that the HR person gets to work remote 100% of the time? Yeah, probably not. And in that kind of environment, it would probably be ineffective because yeah. those employees do not have access to email. They don't have access to technology for communication. And so their means of communicating with their their go-to person for employee relations issues, questions around policies, yeah. um, just a soundboard needs to be present. So that's why I said it's got, it depends on the population of employees. It depends on your industry, what would be acceptable in tech. Probably it's going to be a lot more feasible. Also, I think about like, the growth uh, cycle of an organization and where you are in that. So if you're growing and hiring a lot of people, having people physically together, if you've got an actual workplace, how important that is, right? For culture, for team building. And the HR person is typically responsible for for leading a lot of that with along with the leadership team. Just just speaking like in general terms about just this remote workforce thing. It's interesting because I was building a report, uh, the What People Want From Work survey that we do every single year, which will have the 2019 version uh, releasing in like the summertime. But I was going through all of the the feedback that people, uh, like we have an open in a comment section mm-hmm. at the very end that was talking about like, okay, what's one thing your employer can do to make a difference in your happiness? And time and time again, it was flexibility and Mm -hmm. remote work at Mm -hmm. least one day a week or like compressed schedules. And it's like, we're talking about HR people here, but this applies to everybody. I think as an employer, if you're listening, 
to this discussion and you're thinking, my gosh, my employees are already starting to ask me about this. And this is why it's Mm -hmm. like the tools are available. People don't want to waste their time Mm -hmm. driving into work. They don't want to waste time at the water cooler. They want to be productive and they want to contribute. And I think the best thing that you can do is have a conversation with them, set boundaries, Mm -hmm. set results. Mm -hmm. It's at the end of the day, it's what are you contributing and what kind of results you're getting? Because if they're not getting results, then obviously you could pull them back into the workforce Absolutely. and say, you have to be physically here. Mm-hmm. But I, I think... Um, you could test it. Do a, yeah. do a trial, right? And and with how connected people are, I mean, there's lots of research out there about nowadays people aren't stopping their, their work day at five o'clock, right? We take it home. We're on our email. Yep. We're so the boundaries and what we're giving to our employer is, is much greater than, you know, I would say 20 years ago. Yep. So because of that, how can we give back to employees to allow some breathing room? And I think that's why people want it because they do feel so connected that physically being in the office just sort of adds to that feeling of, yeah. you know, being attached to, to the work and that flexibility yeah. is important. Well, case in point. So we talked about like the model that we, we present at Zenium where we wrap around people or we, we are the HR department and we're remote. We're not mm-hmm. like on site unless we have a Zenium on site there. But this goes to show like, okay, you can still be productive and not be there because uh, there's been time and time again where, and this is, I don't, I'm not trying to put you out here, but uh, you know, 10 PM, 11 PM rolls around and you're, you're doing, I know you're like buried on client work and you're doing client work mm-hmm. and you're not physically at their office. You're yep. at home on your couch or wherever you're doing work mm-hmm. and you're still getting stuff done. Yeah. And that's behind the scenes. Nobody sees that. So I think, um, you got to give this remote stuff a try because people are always connected. And so I think physically demanding people be there is just, it's an old school model. Mm-hmm. Granted, there, there are industries where it's it's hard to do that, but uh, I think giving people some freedom and flexibility mm-hmm. is a good idea. I do too. What do you think? Yeah, you yep. think so? Agreed. Okay. All right. I'm just not speaking from, you know, my rear end and just like <laughs> spitting no. some no. weird No, I think there's okay. in the article, I think there's there's points to both sides yeah. of it. Good. So. Well, this has been fun. I'm glad you came back for a podcast. We'll, uh, we'll have lots of Lacey coming out um, at some point soon if, if I can get you between all your client work. Where can people reach you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, do you yeah, check your probably, LinkedIn? I do. Okay, I good. Do. So reach yeah. out to Lacey. Yeah. Let her know how you like the podcast. And if she's right or wrong about this whole remote yeah. stuff, or you can reach you can out call to me, me out. too. Yeah, call, <laughs> call us both out. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, all those places. So feel free to reach out to me too. And thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com. <laughs>